Atheist Nomads, episode 199, The Rapture. The podcast you're about to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo-hahs. Please be advised. Welcome to the episode of Atheist Nomads. I am Dustin. Joining me as always is Wesley. Hello, everybody. And joining us is Lauren. Hi. Yeah. Uh-oh, Rocco. <laughs> and Rocco. <laughs> and Rocco. Can you say hi, Rocco? Say hi. Oh, what a good boy. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That, oh, yeah, yeah pretty totally. Good. <laughs> I got pretty much nothing of great interest nah. going on in my life. We are making uh, spicer heads, spicy heads. Oh, okay, you know, cool. So we can cool. stick them in the bushes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that joke will never get old. Yeah, I, <laughs> until he gets fired, then it'll just be even more funny. I found out that with the changes at work, uh, we actually have no idea when anything is going to happen because they told us one version and then a new version, and then I kept hearing more versions of it, and now either don't know if nobody knows what's going on, or That's my vote if the executives. Likely just aren't clearly communicating uh, no nah. somehow <laughs> i doubt the executives don't know what's really going on either they just yeah probably not a clue now what one thing that kind of su- really sucks with this is with the uh insurance that we will be switching to uh Uh-oh. okay it'll save us about a hundred okay probably about two to three hundred dollars a month once we get sure. switched to it because not only are the premiums cheaper, but the maternity care is free. Oh. Like it's supposed to be under the Affordable Care Act. And our current health insurance plan is a grandfathered waived plan. <laughs> wow. It was found to be close enough to in compliance to be able to continue. Oh, uh, compliance. Yeah. So that sucks. And <laughs> also at the start of the year, I was figuring I'd get to take a month off when the kid's born and then when this was all announced maybe two weeks off and now with the flexible time frame i'll be lucky to get a week fuck see women i mean they have this shit sewn up guys are just screwed out of everything especially white guys oh no lauren's gonna lose her job <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right never mind <laughs> i had to tell my boss today i'm like so since i'm part-time and i don't qualify for fmla that means I can't come back after I have the baby. And she just had this shocked look on her face. She's like, oh, you're right. Like, yeah. The amount of time that I would have to take off would qualify me to get fired. Right. Like four days. Right. Yeah. And I'm not the CEO of Yahoo. I can't just give birth and then go back to work. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Was that uh, Marissa Mayer? Was that her name? Oh, I think so. Something like that. Hmm. Some M. And then also add to it that daycare is ridiculously expensive and Mm -hmm. especially for infants and if you're not doing it full-time hours so realistically if lauren did was able to go back to work working part-time we would spend more money on daycare than we got from her paycheck (laughs) i'm a liability infant infant care just seems so easy i mean they just lay there they can't really like escape. They lay there and cry. They cry. They mm. need fed like every hour. They need their diapers changed twenty times they a leak. day. They leak a yeah. lot. I believe that. I believe those are more just like suggestions. They vomit a lot. Yeah, have to change them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're small enough. They fit in the crate. <laughs> oh yeah, you could totally put them in a sock drawer. Aw, baby sock drawer. <laughs> All right, and uh, we have episode 200 coming up, live recording on May 20. That is Saturday. That is the day after the day after this episode is released. It'll be at 3 yeah. p.m. Mountain. That's 2 Pacific, uh, 5 if you Eastern. Live, if you live somewhere else, you're on your own. <laughs> I'm not going to be that mean this time. Oh, all right. All We're right. getting down to crunch time. And I'm glad you said Pacific time so I know when to show up. <laughs> we would also love to have some congratulatory messages to play during the recording. 
Yeah, pet oh, sure, our backs. Yeah. Pet awesome. our backs, people. Yeah. Uh, 541-203-0666. And we will definitely play it on the show. Right, since <laughs> oh. right now we have all of zero. And send send us send us messages on on emails and stuff so I can read it in my robot voice because I will read it in robot voice and it'll be great it'll be great entertainment for everyone yeah and uh, this week uh, Wednesday so day before this is supposed to be released I should be on uh, Scenic City Skeptics I recorded with them last week and uh, they are also hosting Secular Saturday. A one-day progressive convention taking place Saturday, July 22 in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. Tickets are on sale now at a reduced rate. It is child-friendly, and uh, the details can be found at secularsaturday.com. Sweet. So if you are in the South, go to Chattanooga, July 22, but register first. Yeah, don't just show up unannounced. Yeah. But if you do show up with something nice, like not hummus, but like wine or hey. um, maybe a fancy cheese. Yeah, I like hummus. Yeah, but that's like the that's like the basic thing to bring. All right. All right. That's like showing up with cheddar and Boone's mm. Farm. The UU, they may like to give you coffee and donuts, mm. but they are expensive to rent space from. Yeah. Really? Well, the one here is. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and dust off the degree. That's the sound of dusting. In its traditional form, the rapture is the moment during the second coming when the living righteous and the resurrected dead rise to join Jesus in the sky. Among Christian fundamentalists, it has a different meaning. It's a sudden and unexpected disappearance of the saved sometime before Christ's second coming. Interestingly, much of the current popular theology on the topic is actually based on the ideas popularized in the Left Behind novels and movies. <laughs> and by ideas popularized by, I mean invented for. There are people who take novels and movies as theology. That sounds like Might a typical well. modern American. Yeah. Might as well. I mean, we got Jedi Knights floating around now. And so anyway, the... Uh, the, the whole concept is based on a few verses, including Jesus saying that he will come as a thief in the night and that two women will be threshing grain and one will be taken and one will not. So. Sounds kind of sexy. Yeah. Per the tr- pre-tribulation view, immediately before the start of the tribulation or time of trouble, all of the definitely saved will just vanish. This means that drivers will be taken from their moving cars, pilots removed from their planes, Doctors vanishing mid-surgery, I'm guessing dropping the spatula into the body cavity. Spatula? Um, <laughs> what kind of surgery is this guy doing? <laughs> to move the... Careful, flip the liver, now. Scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> the scalpel, dropping the scalpel. Sorry, uh, yeah. I was thinking he might flip a woman's eggs. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scramble them. So basically, it's going to be a seemingly random and complete and utter disruption of all of society that will likely kill a lot of people when planes fall from the sky, cars crash, and people die in surgery. Then the time of trouble begins. So all of that happening that day, that's not the shit hitting the fan. It's what follows. When those who are left behind have to choose which side they're on and those who choose God or are chosen by God, depending on whether it's free will or deterministic theology, will be hunted by the government and those who choose Satan. And at the same time, there will be earthquakes, asteroids, tsunamis, famine, plagues, and then after seven years of trouble, Jesus will return. Wait, we've been having all those things for like thousands of years. Are we totally screwed? They're going to be worse. Oh. How will we know? Because they'll get worse. Climate change. And people will disappear. (laughs) People disappear all the time. When Mike Pence disappears... Oh, God. (laughs) We can only hope. <laughs> when Pence is taken and Trump remains, <laughs> then there is the mid-tribulation view, uh, which has the relatively easy time of trouble lasting about three and a half years, and then the church is raptured, and those who remain get to go through the worst of the tribulation when the full outpouring of God's wrath is unleashed. Or maybe I should have said spews forth. 
That yeah. nice. And then about three and a half years after the rapture, Jesus comes back. Then there's the partial premillennialism, not quite sure when in the tribulation it is view, which has the church raptured before the tribulation. And then as each person is converted, they are raptured at that exact moment. Oh, I get, okay, I get that. That kind of makes sense in a, you know, crazy, this doesn't make sense sort of world. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And these are all relatively recent concepts. Like the whole secret rapture thing, that's, that first started getting popularized around the 1830s and has grown and spread. Uh, It's very popular with fundamentalists. It's pretty popular with evangelicals. And all of the rest of Christianity think they are crazy for it. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break, and then we have news. Atheist Nomads is proudly brought to you by Archway Hosting. Check out their low-price, full-featured hosting solutions at archwayhosting.com. That's A-R-C-H-W-A-Y hosting.com. Hey, we're also brought to you by listeners just like you. Find out how you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash atheist nomads. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash atheist nomads. Among his many other activities at the World Summit in Defense of Persecuted Christians in Washington, D.C., Vice President Mike Pence had the following to say. The reality is across the wider world, Christian faith is under siege. Throughout the world, no people of faith today face greater hostility or hatred than followers of Christ. Around the world. Yeah. (laughs) I hate them. (laughs) But persecution is more than just people not liking them. No, I think he's referring specifically to Muslim countries. I don't think so. No. Mm -mm. Mm. Nope. He is referring to the imagined persecution of Christians. I mean, honestly, (laughs) Pence is a guy that, if it's not America, he doesn't care about it. I mean, he, his, his view of like, you know, worldly travels is probably like Vancouver, BC. (laughs) Yeah. Mexico for vacation. (laughs) So, like, yeah, they're too brown. He would view Christians as the most persecuted group in America. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that Christians are the majority and are in power, just because some are being forced to do their fucking jobs to follow the law and do their duty with gay people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> duty. <laughs> Sorry. He would think Christians are the most persecuted group in Russia. Which now is actually getting closer to true. Uh, he would think that Christians are the most persecuted group in China, despite the fact that would be Muslims. That Christians are the most persecuted group across Africa. No, that's witches. That they're the most persecuted group in the Middle East. No, actually, that's in most of the Middle East. Other Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> the most persecuted group in Europe. No, that's still Muslims. I was going to say, I think Muslims get the short end of the stick on this one. He is completely out of touch. Well, everybody who says that Christians are being persecuted, or at least the, that they're the most persecuted, they're all out of touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's more talking about like fucking baking a cake. That That is Christian persecution. Yeah. That level of, of persecution. Yeah. Really? Mm. It's ridiculous. No. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Am I wrong? Is he like, do you think he's like got a colostomy bag or something? Because it looks like he's always mid shit. <laughs> he looks angry. Doesn't it? I mean, his little slitty eyes and kind of puckered lips. No, just I, a thought. I think he has a hard time stomaching the fact that he's Trump's VP. Mm, well, probably not for much longer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the cringing that. Okay, I'm still vice president. Still vice president. Soon, <laughs> soon he will get his due. <laughs> Even when he, he was does look like a Sith though, Lord. Like that. And then Pence can <laughs> then begin his persecution of everybody who is not Christian. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, at this same conference, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, again, oh, I hate that guy, uh, had a private meeting with Metropolitan Hilarion. Yes, Hilarion. What? Hilarious. Alphavev of Moscow, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church's External Relations Department, to talk about cooperation in fighting terrorism in the Middle East, i.e. Syria. And while in Washington, Alfiev stayed at the Trump International Hotel, which is in direct violation of the U.S. Constitution's prohibition against foreign emoluments since a Russian state church official stayed at a building that owned and profited the president. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's real. But what's interesting here, a Russian member of the clergy was sent presumably by his buddy Putin to encourage our vice president to cooperate with them in their fight. Well, basically to cooperate with them in not doing anything against the Syrian government. That's really what that means. When Russians say, let's work together to fight terrorism, it means leave Assad alone. Yeah. And let him gas his citizens. In crematoriums. Sorry, no. alleged crematoriums. I thought he just gasses them in the street. They're using crematoriums <laughs> to cover it up. Oh. Apparently now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. So, fuck you, Pence. <laughs> fuck you, Russia. So I have a quick question going back to the, um, how, how, if somebody feels that Christianity is being persecuted because of these laws and stuff, how do you convince them that that's not the case? You can't. Uh, it is Christian doctrine that Christians are persecuted. Yeah. Okay. From their beginnings, it's always a, a giant persecution complex. Because if they aren't getting persecuted, then they aren't good Christians. <laughs> because the Bible says that true Christians will be persecuted. Okay, then. So they are being persecuted because they ha- believe they have, they have to believe that they are being persecuted. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. By that logic, we are the best podcast ever because we believe that we have to be the best podcast ever. God damn right we are. Yeah. yeah we believe our listeners are 10. the best fucking listeners ever. They listen harder than any other listener. They listen so hard. Yep. Yep. And they also give us lots of money. <laughs> and voicemails. <laughs> yes. Yes. And letters I that, that I can read in robot voice. <laughs> I believe that means that we have two listeners. Ah, ah, ah. No, we've got at least 20, uh, since that's how many we have on Patreon. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry. Yeah. Totally. If you're a listener of the show, you must be. <laughs> sorry, Bucky's being annoying. So, and I'm getting a headache, so I'm going to drop out. Okay. Oh, boy. All hey, right. it was good talking, though. Yay. You guys have fun talking about all this depressing shit. We will. Okay. All right. Yay. Bye. Boo. And Trump uh, was the keynote speaker for the commencement address at Liberty University's graduation. <laughs> he had lots to say, including this fun little excerpt. Because America is a nation of true believers. When the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, they prayed. When the founders wrote the Declaration of of Independence, they invoked our Creator four times. Because in America, we don't worship government, we worship God. That is why our elected officials put their hands on the Bible and say, so help me God as they take the oath of office. It is why our currency proudly declares, in God we trust. And it's why we proudly proclaim that we are one nation under God every time we say the Pledge of Allegiance. No, we say that in the Pledge of Allegiance. We have the motto of in God we trust, and it's on our currency because of the Red Scare. In God We Trust was on our coins longer, but not actually on our currency until the Red Scare. Uh, One of the things that he uh, happily talked about 
uh, during this commencement speech is uh, all of the uh, different football games that are going to be playing, too. So, you know, Old Miss and Army. And hmm. this was quite just a really big old shit show. I, I, not even a commencement speech. I mean, he gave some. <laughs> oh, like, he had the, the uh, usual Chinese cook, Chinese cookie platitudes. And right. that's about it. That's that's normal. You're great. Uh, but that go and do wonderful things. <laughs> You're great. I'm great. The school is great. Everybody's great. I mean, unless the theme of the commencement speech is great, then there was no theme. There was there was nothing. It was just disjointed and, and pretty damn pathetic. But one of the points I do also want to, to address that he, he mentioned was the creator being mentioned in the, the Declaration of Independence. Mm. First off, that is legally irrelevant. And secondly, that was deist code word. That was a deist trying to say in language that Christians would understand that we get our rights from God, who is above the king, not from the king. Mm. Well, there's also a, a lovely little video that Jimmy Fallon did that people should watch the monologue for, where he compares... Uh, the speech from uh, Legally Blonde at uh, the commencement speech that uh, L gives to the one that Trump gives, and it's almost fucking spot on. It's kind of weird. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Legally Blonde. It's <laughs> that Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, all right. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, you've got a uh, couple interesting stories. Oh, boy. Yes, 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 I do. Trump official warned that uh, satanic elites run the world. Islamic invasion is coming, or even already here, and uh, creating a mongrel culture. So I'm going to pause for just a quick second here. Um, yeah, this is um, Curtis Ellis uh, who is saying this. And okay. he... Thinks that uh, satanic elites are running the world, so I'm gonna assume that means the United States of America as well. Sure, and that that would probably be included in the rest of, in the world. There, yeah, yeah. So like, so Trump so and Ryan, tr- Trump, Pence, Ryan. Well, Ryan, yeah, probably. Okay, <laughs> I could I could understand Ryan, but uh, really, he, yeah, he's kind of seems like he's kind of. Saying everybody. Okay, yeah. anyways, that huh. just seemed a little odd. He's actually written in the past that Democrats are trying to literally exterminate white workers as part of the radical left's ethnic cleansing of America. Uh, and somehow liken Democratic policies to those of Pol Pot. Huh. Uh, compared Barack Obama's economic agenda to Joseph Stalin's liquidation of the Kulaks. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean that that seems a little far, a little a little odd. But uh, yeah, he says that uh, he thinks that a group of satanic elite elites is intent on gaining world domination. Um, multinational elites, uh, he was saying, uh, want to create a global tyranny where a small cabal of uh, anonymous hidden elites rule the world, and he said that the secret global cabal is a Luciferian and satanic group that elevates materialism over the spiritual world, you know, pointing to the installation of a replica of the Arch of Baal, which was destroyed, destroyed by ISIS in New York. He added that, you know, this is a secret global cabal that is a Luciferian and satanic in nature. Um, group elevates materialism over the spiritual world pointing to the installation of a replica of the Arch of Ball, which was destroyed by ISIS in New York. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is, is Trump's pick for the oh, what is he? Uh, uh, Department, of Department of Labor's Labor. Bureau of International Labor Affairs. Yeah, so this is looking to be an important posting for Trump's uh, future. So if he's going to be dealing with international labor affairs, that means he's going to be Trying to Muslim. make sure that the minions of the satanic cabal are playing fair? Oh, getting their way, I'm sure. Or maybe not. 
Maybe mm. he's going to try and be the voice of reason and, you know, keep everybody in check. Um, yeah, I mean, he actually um, kind of gives a compliment, a backhanded compliment to Isis, uh, saying they did destroy the archway of the Temple of Baal. I guess if there's any redeeming value to Isis, I guess you can credit them for bringing down the Temple of Baal. Hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, those are his words. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is yeah, this obviously is a, a, a very level-headed and uh, hinged person. Well hinged, yes. Yeah. Well hinged. His door is hung straight. <laughs> you said hung. <laughs> oh, boy. So, wow. yeah, I mean, he praises Putin. He's, it's just, it's a, it's a mess. So, yeah. Um, hooray. This is uh, a person that is going to be, you know, pushing policy. Yeah. And I, I'm still having a really hard time wrapping my head around conservatives loving Russia. Well, uh, they are anti-gay. It you know, seems they're, like they're, they would need to have more in common than that. But apparently think not. so, but a, a, a policy of hate is really all they need, I believe. Man. I, I think that'll do it for them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this whole, you know, love, love thy neighbor thing is gone. And, you know, as long as you hate the same people, then you must be at least okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our second break, and then we'll be back to you. All right. We love hearing from our listeners. You can email us at contact at atheistnomads.com, tweet us at atheistnomads, send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash atheistnomads, or better yet, call us and leave us a message at 541 203 0666. We might even play it on the show. You can also help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast directory of choice. All right. So, uh, our favorite little lovely person from Colorado, Gordon Klingenshit, um, says the Democratic Party requires its members to be demon possessed and serve the devil. Yeah. So, on a recent episode of <laughs> Pray in Jesus' Name, uh, the Democratic, uh, he said that the Democratic leaders are declaring that if you don't serve the devil, you can't be a good Democrat. So, this is uh, springing yeah. from recent comments that Dick, Senator Dick Durbin said, and the DNC, Tom Tom Perez, you know, that weird-looking kind of skinny guy, uh, asserting that Democrats should support Roe v. Wade and a woman's right to make her own re reproductive health choices, which he interpreted as meaning that people must agree to be ruled by demons in order to be Democrats. Yeah, last time I checked, and this is, you know, I, I do continue to get mail from the Democratic National Convention, or committee, mm. Um, mm. about every month or so. All they require is that you give them money. Yeah, I, I think that's the same for most groups. Yeah. If you give them money, they will happily <laughs> give you a card saying DNC member. I did that once before they fucked everything up last year, and I got a card saying DNC member. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, um, talking about the Democrats, they're claiming that every Democrat in America must be demon-possessed. As they are, in good order to be faithful to the views of their party. If you don't serve the devil, you can't be a good Democrat. I'm paraphrasing, but that is what they are saying, isn't it? So that was all cling and shit there. Uh, I wasn't paraphrasing, he was. Yeah. Point that out. So. Uh, <laughs> no. My no. goodness. <laughs> Shithead, no. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to forever call him cling and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God oh damn, that's insane. <laughs> but yeah, he at least prays for the redemption of the Democratic Party. We pray that every Democrat in America will repent of evil doing and child murder 
and come to faith in Jesus Christ. Our name we pray. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that, this, this, oh, this dude's got issues. What yeah. Are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Well, now we got a few about, you know, children and the like. Yeah. Uh, New York Governor Chris Christie uh, vetoed conditionally a bill passed by the New Jersey legislature that would have made the state the first in the country to unconditionally ban marriage under the age of 18. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And so why would he he veto this? Because it would go against religious custom. Yeah. That's what he said. And if the legislature adds a provision to allow judges to approve marriages for 16 and 17-year-olds, he would sign it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, so religious custom. uh, We're talking Orthodox Jews who believe you should be able to get married before... But I necessarily believe you should be able to. It's just their custom to allow girls to get married before 18. And you've got uh, the Amish who do the same. And a lot of Christians who believe that if a girl gets pregnant, she has to marry the guy. Yeah. So why Um, stop at 16? Well, are we going to toss in Muslims in there also? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Muslims too. But when he's talking about going against religious customs, he's talking about Christians. Yeah. But once you say religious customs... You know, all religions are going to be coming to the table on this one. But why stop it? Why why only require that exemption for 16 and 17-year-olds? If you, you're really wanting... If he's trying to be consistent and reasonable with this, then it should be to allow judges to approve marriages for minors. Period. It, personally, I would like to see just 18 across the board. Oh, I agree. Uh, I or also, even better, twenty one, twenty five. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that too. Cause, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, I don't like to see, uh, you know, somebody be able to go to war at, you know, at eighteen, but can't drink until twenty one. You know, just make all that shit twenty one or twenty five. <laughs> I don't know, cause fucking people at twenty one are still kids. Yeah. Yeah, but holy shit. Yeah, can't we at least get 18? Wouldn't that be nice? Man. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so, so this this suggests yeah. that Oregon may actually be one of the strictest. Mm. Uh, you have to be 18 or 17 with parental consent. Well, I, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's at least better. So when my, my sister was pregnant and she after she turned 16 um she went to idaho and my mom very 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 begrudgingly consented because it was that or she'd run away and uh yeah she got the license in idaho because idaho allowed 16 with parental consent (laughs) man ah fuck why why well uh, let's get on to some cheery news here. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, man says uh, Guam priest sexually abused him more than 50 times, and now he's uh, brought a lawsuit against him, him and the, the church, the Catholic church, no less, of course. <sighs> All right. So, um, former priest uh, over in Guam, um, he's now in the U.S., but uh, Andrew Manetta, Allegedly assaulted, uh, sexually assaulted and abused a boy more than 50 times at San Miguel Catholic Church in uh, uh, Tofofo in, over in Guam from about 1985 to 1988, according to this lawsuit. And Wow. Uh, yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the complaint, the 61st court case accusing Guam clergy was filed by a man identified in court documents only as uh, NQ. So, uh, yeah, th- this guy basically said that um, his mom urged him to, you know, go to the church and, you know, help out around there. And 
uh, this Minetta uh, was there and, you know, told him to do stuff. And then, you know, you know, after school, after on weekends and stuff like that, he'd be doing yard work, cleaning, performing other tasks that Minetta had. And, you know, mm-hmm. these tasks turned to, you know, coming to his apartment and in the in the rectory or whatever you want to yeah. call the the area there. The, the and, parish. Uh, you know, yeah, to you know, so eat, drink, watch television, and uh, uh, later sacramental wine and X-rated videos. And huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 dude said, you know, he's a dude now, but it said that he got abused definitely more than fifty times by Father Andy, and he could no longer handle the pain and humiliation that uh, Minetta inflicted, so. He stopped uh, going to church altogether, ceased being a Catholic. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is actually the fourth time Annette has been accused of sexually abusing minors in Guam, but the first time in connection with the uh, Tofofo Church. So, wow. Yeah. Um, this was part of the Arch uh, Archdiocese of Agana. And, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> I wish the guy luck. Um, the the guy NQ his lawsuit demands a jury trial and damages in amounts to be proven at the trial. So he's not asking for a specific amount right now or anything. But uh, yeah, good luck. You know, fuck. Wow, that <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, and this is this is a big string of cases that are coming to to light being brought recently. Uh, there's a lot of priests that have been, uh, you know, getting <laughs> getting brought to trial here, or at least former priests that are getting brought to trial recently, and you know, a lot of it centers around that uh, archdiocese that I that I mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, archdiocese of Agana and also of Sepeda. But so, so this this priest uh, Manetta mm-hmm. is back in New York. Yep. This is the fourth time he's been accused of abusing boys. Yeah. Just the first time at that church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> whether they shuffled him around, yeah, which is probably what sounds like to, yeah. sounds to be the case. Uh, they shuffled him around parish to parish on Guam, then transferred him to Hawaii, yeah. and now he's back in New York. What a lovely person this is. And he was also accused of abusing minors in Hawaii. But the DOC of Honolulu uh, settled with the accuser. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, fucking piece of work, Annie. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, and, so... Okay, yeah, isn't ahead. it enough that American citizens in Guam can't vote... Do we also have to send priests from the mainland to fuck their children? Yeah, I mean, like, they, I'm sure they have their own priests there in Guam that can fuck their children. I mean, we don't have to fucking, like, export them over there. Well, it's not technically exporting. They're they're domestic. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're second-class American citizens. Yeah. Second-class citizens, well, really. As citizens, they are citizens. Um, if they move Ish. to the U.S., they are... Uh, they have U.S. passports, and if they move to the U.S., they have the same rights as anybody else. Yeah, but while they're there, I mean, they can't really vote. They can't really right. do a, a whole lot of shit. For the true second class, there is uh, American Samoa, which aren't even citizens. Mm. They're American nationals, which means they have to move to the mainland and then go through naturalization to become actual citizens. And all they got is like a shitty little cookie out of it. Yeah. <laughs> But it also creates a scenario where an American citizen, so take Mineta, for example, the, the pedophile yeah. priest, mm. when he moved to Guam, he lost the right to vote. When he came back, when he was then transferred to Hawaii, he, Hawaii, he regained the right to vote. Really? Yeah. Because I would figure he could still just... Uh... Nope. If you move, mm-hmm. if you become a resident of a U.S. territory, you cannot vote. If you move to a foreign country, you can continue to vote where you last lived. Yeah, I'm. I'm still thinking that you know he's he's on assignment for the Catholic Church. I don't. I would be surprised if there was if there wasn't some sort of loophole there for him. 
Uh, only if he was fraudulently claiming to still be at the same address in New York. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, the so-called mm. alt-right leader, Richard Spencer, gathered a mob, and yes, I am calling it a mob, of dozens of white supremacists who stormed two of Charlottesville, Virginia's parks, carrying torches and chanting Nazi slogans like, All White Lives Matter, Russia is Our Friend, and the true Nazi slogan of Blood and Soil. Yeah. This was all in response to the city's plan, which is currently on hold, to remove a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. I just want to congratulate these, you know, fine, upstanding KKK members of uh, having the courage to uh, not wear their robes or bring pitchforks out to this. Just the torches. Yeah. Yeah, just the fucking torches. Uh-huh. I'm sure somebody brought a, a fucking, you know, a, a lynching rope or something somewhere. Maybe a, a cross to burn. But, yeah. Yeah. And, okay, if... If I was black and I lived in that town and there was a bunch of white Nazis with torches. Crazy fucking honkies. That would uh, be terrifying. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I lived in that town, being white as I am, I would be terrified. These are not people that I want to be around at all ever. And knowing that these people lived in my town, I would be fearful. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm honestly a little amazed they didn't. They didn't move on to burning crosses and lynching people. No, I mean that's. <laughs> I mean that that just sounds like a, a nice Tuesday night party. So you know, give them give them some time. And maybe we'll read about it, the shit in the newspaper tomorrow. Fuck. See, this is the shit Richard Richard Spencer brings. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 interesting that the timing works out to where at the same time that the rest of the country is trying to move on and make progress and be more welcoming and inclusive and recognizing that the Confederates were not good Southern heroes, they were traitors. Goddamn right they were. And this is pissing off the racists. No shit, it's pissing them off because they know they're losing. <laughs> and what do people do when they're losing? They freak out and they try to look more intimidating. Mm. And that's exactly what this is. You don't show up to a protest with torches in the South if you don't want to scare the shit out of people. Well, there's a lot of bad connotations to fucking torches and white mobs in the south so yeah uh maybe not a thing to do hmm but richard spencer yeah this was completely calculated and i don't fucking like you yeah just please go away oh man and okay for a completely unrelated okay mostly unrelated uh uh thing there's a uh mural in what is now an Ada County building here in Boise. At mm. one point, it was used as the state capitol. And I think it was being used as the state capitol at the time this mural was put in. It was done by a Californian in like the 19-teens or 20s. And has a mob of white people lynching a uh, Native American. Oh, yay. Yeah, that that's very... Uh, that would give me warm fuzzies. That's, that's the, the painting enlightening. The painting in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. This is the actual yeah. painting. <laughs> there are people who want it removed because a that is fucking racist and ridiculous, and it does not belong in a government building. And b it never happened. Really? Well, at least not there. That wasn't a thing that hmm. happened in Idaho. Lynchings were not a thing here. Huh. They, they, if, okay, if they were going to be killing Native Americans, they would just gun them down, not lynch hmm. them. And so nothing about this, about the painting has any historical validity. And yet there are people who think, no, this is a good historical thing. It must stay because it's been there. 
Just because something has been there is not a reason to keep it. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. What a lovely thing. Yeah. All right. Let's take another break and uh, we will continue. If you like the show, consider giving us some financial support. We make it really easy with one-time donations or to support us on a per-episode, monthly, or even annual basis using PayPal or Patreon. Find out more at atheistnomads.com. Use the links on the right side of the page. One dollar an episode is all we ask. Please, think of the kittens. In solidarity with Stephen Fry, Richard Dawkins, who is going to be speaking in Ireland here shortly, has quoted a sentence from The God Delusion and challenged Irish police to arrest him for blasphemy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, get on you, Dawkins. I mean, just fucking stay off of Twitter and everything will be okay. Uh, So, yeah, go up there. Do it. This This is great. We need more people, especially, you know, popular people to go up there and just Mm -hmm. make a a joke of this so the specific line he quoted was the god of the old testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all of fiction jealous and proud of it a petty (laughs) unjust unforgiving control freak a vindictive bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser a misogynistic homophobic racist infanticidal genocidal filiocidal pestilential megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. I do believe most of that is pulled out of his God Delusion book, but he added to it a bit. (laughs) I think the whole thing is in there. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he's he's challenged (laughs) Ireland to arrest him. Uh, Uh, That's a pretty good gauntlet right there. Yeah. (laughs) Now, of course... After the investigation of, of Stephen Fry was dropped, mm-hmm. Sen Fine leader Gary Adams has demanded a referendum to modify their defamation law to remove the blasphemy part. Hmm. It's been a long time, but but I'm pretty sure that's uh, Sen Fein. Yes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, moving on along. Uh, the Keepers. I'm just going to give you a little bit of... I'm not really going to spoil this thing because I want you to watch this too. But uh, Netflix is bringing out a riveting new true crime saga uh, that really takes on the Catholic Church. And it's called The Keepers. And yes, you should watch this. Um, a guy named Brian White's bringing out this seven-episode series that explores the murder of uh, Sister Kathy Sesnick. A nun who vanished under very mysterious circumstances. So, I I have high hopes for this series. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it myself hmm. here. Uh, very much in the footsteps of like making a murderer. You know, HBO's The Jinx and uh, or even like uh, the old uh, Errol Morris documentary, The Thin Blue Line. Yeah, this this is. From everything I'm reading, it, it's shaping up to be a, a really good story, you know. Uh, abduction, um, let's see, murder, uh, uh, terrorizing another person, uh, another murder. <laughs> I mean, this, there's some pretty fucked up shit. So uh, check this out. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I think I'll be fanboying over this pretty quick here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Netflix also right now has a documentary on Madeline Murray O'Hare. Yeah. Of yeah. American Atheist uh, fame. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we have, we actually watched that, uh, uh, hmm. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Was it good? It was, yeah. I mean, she was gruff and she was kind of a dick but she fucking got shit ha- going she she made shit happen yeah that uh, she you know didn't fucking deserve to get killed and you know family either so there is that yeah yeah all right hmm. five gay rights activists in russia were attempting hmm. to deliver a petition with more than two million signatures Online signatures, of course. 
calling for the Russian government to investigate the torture and detention of gay people in Chechnya. Mm. And they were arrested. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if that was uh, two million pe- people bringing the signatures of five people, much better odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, five people, you're just lucky you didn't get disappeared. What the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit, that takes brass buttons. Yep. <laughs> now, Putin is supposedly backing a uh, inquiry into this crackdown. Mm-hmm. But the Chechen leader is a puppet of Putin, directly appointed and directly responsible to Putin. So I have a hard time believing that Putin doesn't know what's going on. I just don't think Putin cares. And or he might have said, hey, you know, let's implement this policy here. Start it out. See what happens. And then, you know, take it nationwide. So they're doing like kind of like a, a small rollout first. Yeah. A little pilot. Yeah. yeah pilot. Yeah. Yeah. He, pilot he's studies. Yeah, he's doing works. a trial on his file, final solution on the gay problem. I would not be surprised if that was the case. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I hope you five get out of jail soon. You're safe and, you know, shit doesn't, like, come back to haunt you. Yeah. In Pakistan, the Senate Standing Committee on Religious Affairs unanimously approved a bill that would... Make it so that people who smoke or who eat openly during Ramadan could be fined 500 of their currency and get it's like a shekel three months in prison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I asked around this, apparently, it includes bubble gum. Oh, wow. Like anything that you put into your mouth. Huh. Because, you know, you're going to be uh, imbibing the, the sweetness out of the gum. Wow. So, yeah, be that, that, yeah, um, stupid religious laws. What are you yeah. going to do? And TV Other than- and movie theaters that violate the law will be fined 500 of their currency, or excuse hmm. me, 500,000 of their currency. Right. That's going to be at least 30 bucks. And I can look that up. Uh, <laughs> Pakistan <laughs> currency is the Pakistani rupee. Ooh, a rupee. One of them is worth just under a penny. Oh, wow. Okay. So 500,000. So Pakistani 000. money is worth about as much as American money. Well, one rupee would... Is one yeah, penny. Yeah, about a penny. Ish. Yeah. So it's a, a 0.0095 to 1 ratio. And uh, so a 500,000 Pakistani rupee uh, penalty for the theaters would be the equivalent of about $4,700, $4,800. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Here, I'm thinking I'm thinking like a Japanese money, like the yen. One yen is essentially one penny. And the 500 rupee uh, it would be like five penalty. Bucks. Yeah, that's about $5. A little less than $5. Yeah. Right, and three bad, months in bad. jail. I would rather have the five dollar fine. Yeah, yeah. If it was an or, yeah, pay the five bucks. But no, this is five dollars and three months imprisonment. We're like five bucks, so I can eat my KFC. You're like fine. All right, here's five bucks. Here's another five bucks for the next time I do it. Fuck mm-hmm. it. All for violating Ramadan. Man, I mean. <laughs> do fast food restaurants just have to like shut down during Ramadan? I mean, they I'm might as guessing. well. Yeah. Huh. All restaurants, really. Man, that would suck. Yeah, you can't eat between sunup and sundown yeah. for a month. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what employee of Taco Bell really wants to be there, you know, from sundown to sunup? Yeah, and it creates an interesting situation if you're in, say, a, a more northern climate, because Ramadan moves all over the calendar. This year it starts <laughs> in May, so the days are going to be very long. Oh, no. That's Some years it can be around the same time as Thanksgiving. Wow. So, end of November. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's all over the place. I mean, you can drink. I mean, could you drink a food supplement? Like Water soylent. Oh. Hmm. Drinking a Coke Sucks. could get you that fine and yeah. imprisonment. Man. They're like, I'm drinking Soylent. It's not because it tastes good because it doesn't. Just let me drink it. <laughs> I'm not getting pleasure from this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Is there a certain age when that kicks in for little boys and girls? Let's look that up. Because I know there are there's an age when they're like too young and they don't have to. When should children like they, start fasting? Yeah. Is there a ceremony? Uh, or just an age? Puberty. Yeah. Okay. Huh. But some parents are encouraging even younger children to fast. Yeah. Man. So, you know, there, there's actually one case where being a late bloomer is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. And I, I've done... Yeah, that's like in Christian circles, that would be called the 24 hour fast. Well, kind of, because those are, are sundown to sundown. So you just have a late supper or early supper and then a late supper. And that hmm. sucks. Uh, <laughs> but doing that for a month. Yeah. No. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in a place like Seattle. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. There is a fossil that is about to be going on display at the Royal Tyrell Museum of Paleontology in uh, uh, Alberta that was discovered in the Millennium Mine with a backhoe. And this was found in 2011 and was harder than the surrounding rock. Mm. And looking at it, it was obviously a fossil. Sweet. A fully articulated fossil complete with skin wow yeah this is a 2500 pound fossil of a notosaur a part of the ankylosaur subgroup hmm. this is uh, the species of that group that doesn't have um, the big club on the tail hmm. oh, oh okay okay I mean, for for you to find something like that so detailed, I mean, this kind of sounds like the Cardiff man, the Cardiff giant. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. You remember that where, where they, uh, somebody faked it and put a, a statue into the ground and uh, basically said that, you know, yeah, look, there's this great uh, uh, fossil that was completely bullshit. But, um, man, this is amazing to see, like, full-on scales and everything it's it's actually pretty fucking cool to see it's amazing yeah yeah Yeah, it's snout to hips it's it's spectacular all right let's go ahead and move on to feedback Mm -hmm. uh from neil via facebook english beer is not traditionally served tepid it should be served at 12 to 14 degrees celsius which is cooler than room temperature Mm -hmm. that's still tepid yeah. Wales has several decent breweries. Yeah, I'm Flynn not trying to pronounce Foyle, it. Oil, Brains, Purple Moose, and a whole host of microbreweries. There's mm. also a decent distillery that produces a fine single malt called Pinderin. Sweet. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Neil. Well, it, it's good to know that they uh, serve, you know, cool, like, microbreweries and... Mm-hmm. You know, something other than Fosters, because I heard British people love Fosters. Huh. It's it's Australian for beer. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so it's <laughs> finding a Welsh whiskey or beer in the U.S. would be very difficult, and unfortunately it is technically illegal to ship alcohol through the U.S. Postal Service. But, but if you ever fly over... People do ship beer and with liquor all the time so if any of you want to try it we can't guarantee that i'll actually make it here but i'll i'll give you the the address <laughs> it'd be worth it for some shit. for some welsh uh whiskey because yeah if i had scottish irish and welsh whiskey to go with 
Yeah, with with my good old fashioned heritage, that would be that'd be awesome. Hmm. Are Although you, you're you're Welsh, huh? A little bit. Okay. That's where my last name comes from. Yeah. Okay. That's the 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 one people group that never made it into the, my family's uh, legends. Uh, oh. But that also that family line kind of disappears in Kentucky in the 1820s. Oh my. 18 teens, hmm. somewhere around there. Uh, Lauren's family is a lot more recent from, from Wales. Hmm. Mormon converts that were promised women and farmland <laughs> in Idaho. Oh, no. They got neither. They got farmland. Did they? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And they got women. Oh, my. Yeah. And then from Alice via Facebook, so I assume it's all has already started, but expect a number of messages correcting Lauren stating transsexual. What I'm sure she meant was transgender. The other term is antiquated and problematic. Love your show. Looking forward to the live show number 200. Yay. Uh, Alice, thank you for yeah, that. Too. And that's actually the only message we got on it. Oh, no. We got hundreds of emails about this. Thank you for being <laughs> the first, Alice. All right, so Duncan said via email, still enjoying the show, guys. Keep up the good work. I'm curious, though, how much consideration do you give to your careers with this stuff? Is it an issue at work? Has it ever come up in a work environment? Do you worry about potential employers Googling you? This kind of stuff is a total non-event in Australia. Zero fucks are given if someone is an atheist. But I get the impression the same is not true in the U.S. Kudos to you guys for having the courage of your convictions, though. Regards, Duncan. So, what about you, D? Uh, yes, I have given it consideration. Uh, when I first started blogging, I just used my first name. And then I was a guest on Chariots of Iron, and they used both first and last. So I was like, okay, <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Uh, Oops, fortunately... Dustin Williams is not a rare name. I was accused of having had a DUI when I was trying to enter Canada a number of years back because they <laughs> found one from a Dustin Williams in Georgia in 1999 before I'd ever oh, been sure. to the state and when I was 15. <laughs> uh, they then ran my background check with my social security number and I was cleared. Um, there was... It, I I'm subscribed to a Google News alert on my name. And I have never shown up in the Dustin Williams Google News Alert. Hmm. More common are was a uh, high school basketball player, I think in Parma, little town not too far from Boise, and several other uh, several college athletes, and some guy who was arrested on assault charges a number of years ago. Not me. So Hmm. if you Google Dustin Williams, you're not going to find it. Um, when I was unemployed, I did change my Facebook, uh, privacy settings to, you know, friends only. Uh, but it has come up at work, uh, both in my current job and my previous job and nobody cares. Did they do the Google you thing? Uh, no, at my previous employer, uh, some, some of my employees did, uh, did Google me and find my blog. Uh, but you know, at, at the current job, I don't know that anybody has tracked down the, the podcast. Um, we do have one listener who works there, but sweet. Oh, one other thing I do want to say is also if that were to become an issue at work, um, and this is despite the fact that my employer is going to be getting even more religious than it currently is as a degree of separation from the Catholic church is going to be removed. This is Idaho with a incredibly powerful human rights act. And if they did anything, I could sue the shit out of them (laughs) and they would lose. Hmm. Well, um, I know I've stated a few times. I definitely work for the government. And so the atheist thing should not ever be an issue for my job. (laughs) Uh, Me talking shit about Trump and other people definitely could be. Right. That's your boss. Yeah. So that could definitely be a problem. But fuck it. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as being an atheist, yes. Um, it is an issue in my office and pretty much wherever I go if, if it's brought up. Because, you know, 
it is a Navy base and uh, it's filled with uh, former Navy people for the most part. A lot of the, a lot of the positions are so uh, God in country. You know, that's, that's kind of the chant everywhere. Um, You know, if I turn around from my desk and look at the back of the office, I see a two by four foot sign that says he is risen, you know, uh, in my fucking government office, which should totally not be allowed. No, and the motherfucker's finally at uh, retiring in a couple months, so hooray! Um, I sh- shouldn't have to wait wait for that, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It it is worrisome, but uh, kind of like Duncan, I give zero fucks really. So, no, I don't have a backup plan. Uh, I don't really have anything going on with that. So, if I got fired, uh. Yeah, no net to catch me, but uh, I don't think that would ever really be an issue. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and, and for me in Boise, uh, the non-religious are the largest religious group. Hmm. So there are a lot of us. And unless you work for a Mormon, and most of the Mormons here are actually cool, they're trying to escape Salt Lake themselves, <laughs> uh, or Pentecostals, they tend to be a little bit on the weird side too. You're going to be mm. fine. Everybody else tends to be pretty chill. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, we got a donation from Randy. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. And that's it for this week. Remember, episode 200 coming up on Saturday. Couple days from now. 3 p.m. Mountain. And yeah. call us at 541-203-0666 and congratulate us on making it five years and 200 episodes. Or if you want, you got a mic, fucking MP3 or wave that shit up, you know, uh, contact at atheistnomads.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just remember, not all those who wander are lost. Thank you for listening to another episode of Atheist Nomads. You can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com. Follow us on Twitter at Atheist Nomads. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atheistnomads. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. And while you're there, feel free to leave us a review. Theme music is courtesy of Sturdy Fred. Until next time, this has been the Atheist Nomads.